Welcome to the Notespire Music Artist Insight Podcast, giving you a unique insight into the music and ministries of independent Christian artists. Here's your host, Paul Gibbs. Thank you very much. Welcome, everyone, to the Notespire Music Artist Insight. Uh, we, uh, you know, sometimes, folks, we we talk to people that, um, as recently, we talked to somebody that was just a few miles from us here in York, Pennsylvania, in the USA. Now we're going a little farther away. We are going to uh, to be visiting with Helen Sanderson-White. Helen is just outside of London, and she's joining me t- tonight as we record this interview. Uh, she's joining me by Zoom. Uh, we're going to have a great discussion. I think you folks are going to get a lot out of this. I know that we are going to be blessed, and I know that you guys will as well. So, Helen Sanderson-White, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Great. It's, um, uh, it's now four minutes to midnight here, so a different time zone. Yes, yes. And about 7 p.m. here in York, Pennsylvania, and you're five hours ahead of us. So, I am. Friend, friends, we had to really kind of uh, coordinate this. So, but, but that's okay. You know, we just, uh, we just praise God for the, for the, uh, the technology and, uh, that He gives us to be able to do this. This is awesome. So, Helen, tell us a little bit more about, uh, we said you're near London, but you want to give a little more detail as to where you are? Yes. I, I live in Buckinghamshire in a little town called Aylesbury. I'm about 25 miles from the London border. Gotcha. Gotcha. Been there uh, all your life, I assume? Or no, I've no. lived all over okay. the place, mostly in the south of England, um, but I've been here about 16 years. Okay. All righty. All right. Got family there as well, maybe? Uh, no, my family live okay. in the southwest and in the northeast. Okay. So different ends of the country, and I'm in the oh, middle. Oh, my goodness. And you're in the middle. So what brought you to London then, that area? Uh, I grew up in Kent, so the other side of London, and I came back to London to go to university. I went to um, London Bible College, and then mm. I, after that I went on to another university in North London. Um, and then the time came to buy a house and have children, and London was too expensive, so I moved out to the home counties. Okay, tell us about your children. So <laughs> I have a daughter who's 15. And a son who will be 10 in a few weeks. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't have to tell you, don't blink. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's 15 going on 30. Yeah. That, it seems like only yesterday she was a toddler. Uh-huh. I, I like to say they go from the car seat to the driver's seat, just like that. Yeah. Wow. How does that happen? Anyway. <laughs> Well, let's talk about your music. Uh, and I know that you've got a lot to talk about. Uh, there's, um, and, uh, friends, I'm going to, uh, remind you right now. Um, if you don't get to listen to the whole interview right now, maybe you've just caught the beginning of it. I do want to direct you and we'll talk about this again later, but I want to direct you to Helen's website. It's Helen, H E L E N Sanderson, S A N D E R S O N White. So Helen Sanderson White dot com as her website. Please, uh, if even if you don't get to to, uh, to stay with us for the rest of the interview, please check out her website or or check it out later on. Um, she's got some great stuff there. Uh, interviews, Helen. I see some d- different interviews that you've had. Reviews of your music, uh, and of course, music, art, events, uh, teaching. Uh, it just goes on and on. Where shall we start, Helen? <laughs> Where would you like to start? 
Um, uh, I'd, I'd like to go back to the beginning when you were, when, you know, some people music kind of comes later mm-hmm. in, in life, so to speak. Uh, others, for others of us, it's like a part of our lives right from be- when we can talk even or before. How about you? Well, I would be the latter. I, okay. um, my mom is musical. She plays the piano and sings. Uh, my dad isn't musical as such, but he absolutely loves music. And one of his uncles was a, a semi-professional pianist. And when I was three, I was really into singing, mainly because my parents loved the Carpenters. And I used to play ah, the Carpenters yes. records. <laughs> so yep. going back a bit here. <laughs> we are, but that's a good place to go, a Carpenter. Richard, yeah. Richard and, and Karen. Uh, Karen Carpenter is, you know, quality voice, so you can't go wrong, really. Um, so when I was three, I asked if I could sing at church and my mum was like, well, you're a bit young. And I kept pestering her. And eventually my parents just said, you know, we'll try it, see what happens. So I sang at some women's meeting at an Easter event. They put me on the stage. I sang a song. I got applause. I came off and went, I want to do that again. <laughs> and uh, that was it, really. It that was there. it. That was the start of it. Hey, hey yeah. just as just a side note, I wonder how old was Karen Carpenter when she started? She and Richard started. Well, she was in her teens, wasn't she? She was in her teens, I believe. Yeah, I think she was about seventeen when they got their first deal. She okay, was quite young. she was underage because her mum had to sign for her. Okay, deal. Mm. Um, just again, another side note. I I have loved the Carpenters ever ever since. And um, three or four years ago, I did a Christmas special uh, show. It's like an hour and a half long, and we we broadcast it on our station. And uh, I'm only saying it because I know you brought up the Carpenters, and um, that's on our station about that uh, the Christmas Christmas uh, Christmas portrait. Yes. Yes. I used to listen to that album nightly. Every night I would go to sleep listening. To, I just loved the Carpenters. So they had a big big influence on you. Mm, very much so. And their harmonies. I was obsessed oh, with their harmonies. Absolutely. Mm. And and Richard's, uh, well, Karen's voice and Richard's voice as well. And they, they blended Richard's so arrangements. well. He and his arrangements. He knew how to take a song and make oh, it magic. My goodness. He sure certainly did. So... Um, so that got you started, mm. and then where did it go from there? Uh, so I started to learn the piano when I was five um, and loved it, fell in love with that straight away. Did all the usual grade exams here in the UK. Um, I was singing right from three, right through my teens. And when I was a teenager, I started to write my own songs. I got to the stage of okay. a bit sick of singing other people's songs. I wonder what I want to sing about. What are the things I like? Um, but I have to say, as most teenage songs go, they're ones I wouldn't want to sing in public now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think all of us can kind of maybe relate to that. Yeah, okay. Mm, I have some recordings that will never see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> never to be heard from again. There we go. Never to be heard from again. Yeah. Um, but it was a, it's that journey, and we all have to start somewhere. Right, And so I began to experiment with songwriting and just singing them to myself in my room. Um, I did a bit of recording in my teens, but really got into songwriting in my 20s and started recording. And I released my first album when I was about 27, 28, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, was that songs that you would all original songs? 
All original songs, yes. All original. So we won't harp too, too much on the Carpenters, but I have to ask you, <laughs> I have to ask you, that early writing, I can only imagine that the their style had an influence on you? Massively. Yes. When, when I look back at those recordings now, I can hear some of the harmony changes that Richard uses in his arrangements. Um, awesome. And, yeah. And it, it's interesting because he had a classical background and a jazz background. So it was quite a fusion in his music. And I listen to some of my recordings now and think, yeah, that's a carpenter's ending right there. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Um, okay. So you've released your, you released your first album and that was, um, so I have to ask again, was it, was it Christian gospel music right from the start or? Yes. Okay. Um, it's a mixture for me. So I okay. write about journeys in life. I'm very interested in the journeys that God takes us on and how our faith yeah. builds and some of those seasons that we walk through sometimes alone or sometimes together sometimes good, sometimes difficult. Um, and I find that if I write about those sorts of things, they are great conversation starters with people. Mm. Mm. Do you know when you're given a concert and you get to the end and someone comes up to you and goes, that song you wrote about that difficult season, that really touched me. Um, and it's I love that the power of music to help someone through a difficult time or someone who's exploring their faith and you, you write a song and they go, I, I never heard it expressed in that way before. And it's given yeah. me something to think about. I like to call those times God just uh, in many ways, God confirming that we're in the right place doing yes. the right thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so that first album was all, was all the original. What, what was, uh, and I'm looking at, again, friends, I'm looking at her website here. It was called Conversations with a Heart. Oh, okay. All righty. Mm. All right. Awesome. Awesome. It was on a tiny budget recorded in a friend's house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As often first projects are. But it Absolutely. Led to other things. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, you know, friends, as you're listening, remember, uh, and we tell you guys this all the time, if you're just starting out and you think you've got to have a whole big, huge budget, you've got to have all of this, this and this before you start. I think Helen is here to tell you, no, you start with where you are and with what you've got. Right. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think my first number one, I would have been in my mid thirties by the time I, I reached that point. Mm, it's a okay. long journey i know there are others who take longer than that uh yeah. but if someone is thinking about starting out and doesn't know where to begin just work with what you've got because uh god takes the tiniest of seeds and grows them into big trees mm, yeah oh i like i like the way you put that and how we'll, we'll come back to that advice kind of category uh before we get done but um then another another album came around, and uh, mm -hmm. let's and let's also talk about the uh, what's your your latest single, which I'm looking here is that I won't rush you. That's right. That... That, yes. Okay. That's not, actually not quite the, the latest one. I had one okay. after that, um, which I'll talk about later. Okay. Uh, but second album was called Fallen but Not Fatal. Okay, I like that. Again, that was an indie release um, on a small budget but it led to more open doors, um, more projects, and getting my name known. Right, right. Mm. 
Uh, I'm assuming you're releasing your uh, all of your music online. Well, that pretty much goes without saying these days. Yes. And we'll we'll talk about that. How people how people can find you and your music in uh, mm-hmm. just a minute. But uh, so, what's the latest single then? Talk to us about that. So uh, last year, I was approached by a poet called Ruth Carlyle. Um, she is also a singer, and she likes some of her poems to be arranged so that she can sing them. Okay. She's mainly a classical singer, and she wanted something a little bit more jazzy um, and pop-oriented. Mm, okay. Well, I arranged one of her poems called A Homely Blessing, and the proceeds of that single went towards a homeless charity in London. A homey blessing. A home, yeah, homely blessing. Homely, gotcha. H O M E L Y. Homely blessing. Yeah. And again, there's a blog about that on my website. If people want to read the story of the song, we're going to talk about your 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 blogs in just a second too. Mm-hmm. So let's go back a little bit. Can we go back to "I Won't Rush You" because I haven't. I think I've heard this song. Um, I believe that's one that we've got on our station playing yeah. now. So. Um, Tell us the story behind that. So this song is about healing. Um, when we talk about healing these days, I find people say, oh, let's pray and look for instant healing. And Jesus absolutely does instant healing. But my experience and the journey I've been on over the last few years is that um, healing was a process and mm-hmm. it took time. And if you think about the story of Naaman, he has to bathe in the river seven times before That's he gets right. Food. Yeah. There's a real obedience um, theme in that story. And I was going through quite a lot of emotional healing, uh, and it was taking time. But the Lord said to me one night, I'm not going to rush you. We're going to take our time over this. Mm. And I look back now and think, wow, he was so gracious in just allowing me to do it in my own time and walk with him and not be rushed. Wow. Somebody needed to hear that right now because mm. they're thinking, okay, somebody out there is thinking, I want healing, Lord, and I want it now. But since you haven't given it to me now, you're probably not going to. We always think that not now is a no, but yeah. de- a delay isn't necessarily denial. Mm. Mm. Thank you. That's good. That's very good. Somebody, maybe all of us need to be need to hear that (laughs) and be remind at least be reminded. Yeah, or hear hear it again and again and again. Well, we live in a world where everything is instant. You can download a film instantly, or a song, or something from uh, Amazon. But in reality, God likes to walk with us through patience because it grows our character. I love that. Yes. So I won't. Friends, if you haven't heard that song, please do check that out, especially if you're in a hurry for something right now, whether it's healing for yourself or maybe to get out of some darkness that you're in. Um, I know, Helen, I can say, and I I don't like to harp on this too much, but uh, I went through a very dark time myself uh, about uh, back in 2009 um marriage ending suddenly and and things and you know i uh and so many people probably can relate to that as well and uh, that was a dark time and i wanted it to be over now mm-hmm. and i wanted to be healed now well you know god didn't do it that way he he uh mm-hmm. he took me through the process and i think somebody out there is listening right now that needs to hear needs to hear that whether that's the situation or uh you're grieving over something there is always as helen said friends there's a process that we need to go through and and for each one it, it's different isn't it helen and it different and different length 
Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm similar. I, I've experienced divorce. I got divorced seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And walking through that valley of healing has taken seven years. Um, in fact, the Lord said to me only recently, you're now coming into your spring season. I thought, thank goodness for that. This yeah. has been the longest winter ever. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, so a friend of mine at church said to me, okay. it's definitely spring season, Helen. I can feel it for you when I pray. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there was relief. Um, but yeah. do you know what, Paul? I wouldn't deny that seven-year uh, journey I've been on because I've benefited so much from it. Yeah. It's been hard, but I'm a completely different person to yeah. what who I was seven years ago. Yeah. You have to be, we have to be transformed from that hurting person, whatever the hurt caused or whatever hurt, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. We need to be transformed into the healed person so that we can move then, then starting moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that, what you're saying, you're coming into the spring. It's a a moving forward thing. And Mm -hmm. I, I experienced the same thing. And I think so many people, so many have. And I think anyone that's been through it, Helen, whatever the reason, whatever it might be, uh, would agree with you. They would not. And I, and I'm, my hands going up on this that I would not trade that. Uh, I'll probably, my flesh will always say it took too long, but (laughs) in my, in my spirit, I know that there is a time, there is, it was God's time and, that's the way it needs to be, and that his timing is the best. Anyway, so friends, please do look that up on her website. I Won't Rush You is the name of the song. And uh, Helen, we're going to take about, uh, well, we're going to take about five seconds here and just just pause for a minute while, uh, while we identify the station and things like that. And friends, we will be right back. And we're back talking with Helen Sanderson-White. She is near London, and we're talking about her music. We're talking about, uh, and we're going to talk next about her her blog and podcasts. Uh, well, I guess blog maybe is the best uh, best way to say it, Helen. Uh, and we're talking about her website, yeah. friends, which is HelenSandersonWhite.com. Uh, we've talked about her music a little bit and uh, some of her songs. But Helen, you've got some great things about, uh, let's see, and which page is it on as I scroll down here? Um, and on, on your website, it's under the news uh, category. And mm-hmm. you've got some fascinating things here. I just want to read these, and then you, we'll just jump into whichever one you'd like to. So, uh, friends, I'm on her website, HelenSandersonWhite.com. And on the homepage, uh, just scroll down, and you'll see uh, a heading of news. And she's got Dealing with the Post-Creative Blues. That one fascinates me, Helen. Uh, and then 10 Things That Distract Me from Being Creative. You got There's some good content here. Next is New Painting, Thaw, The Beginning of a New Season. Ooh. And then this one here, The Day I Asked God to Stop Time. And I think one another one that we're all kind of perk we'll all perk up our ears, getting your music noticed. Whoa. Right. <laughs> there's a lot well, there's so much more there than we can mm. possibly talk to, about now. But pick one of those that's especially dear to your heart and let's talk uh, about 
Right. So as well as songwriting, I'm also an artist Mm -hmm. and I'm also a writer. So I I tend to blog about once a month, maybe twice a month. Okay. Some of the blogs are to do with music industry or um, issues of being creative, um, how we're affected by creative blues. Um, Some of those blogs are also on Christian topics or things I think the Lord is saying to me that might be helpful to others. Occasional prophetic words. So there's all sorts on there. Um, You mentioned in your email to me, Paul, about the post-creative blues. Yes, I did. Unpack that a bit. Let's let's unpack that. I'll I'll start, and I'll let you take it over. Take over, friends, uh, folks. I, I I know that. Let's say that you have just. For you musicians out there, let's just say, and I, I'm, I've experienced this too, you've just released a, a new EP. If you read, you've just had released a new single. You've just released your full, your whole first full album, and you've had 1.4 gazillion views on uh, on Facebook and YouTube, and uh, the the downloads and the plays are just racking up. And you're like, wow, how did my goodness, this is fantastic. And then one day you kind of realize, wait a minute, I'm feeling kind of depressed here. Mm. Why? Why am I feeling depressed? I've just had this great success and now I'm depressed. I think there was like uh, somebody asked Michael Jordan one time, and I don't have the details on this, something about a a game that he played in and he, he scored all these points and stuff. And it was just a fantastic game. And somebody asked him after the game, how do you feel? And he said, I feel depressed. So I think we all have felt that. I, th- I think there's some people out there that are shaking their heads. Yes, I'm feeling that. So, Helen, you wrote about that. Uh, mm. it's, it's something I would like to unpack. And, and maybe, Helen, maybe we could do this together sometime in a pod, uh, a, a podcast just devoted to that. I think it would be great. Yeah, that would be amazing. You, yeah. Why don't you take it from there and talk about that a little bit? Mm. So a friend contacted me a few months ago. Uh, she's also a music- musician and she's writing a book. And she just finished the book and she said, I feel absolutely exhausted. I feel depressed. I don't know what's mm. the matter with me. Everybody keeps saying what you've done is amazing. And I, having released endless projects, I've written books, I've released paintings, songs, albums, the lot. I, ha- I now know that when I get to the end of a project, I am so tired that I can't see the wood for the trees. Mm. Often I'm just overwhelmed with how much I've given of myself. And we channel part of God's creativity through us. And it's exhausting because when God releases a divine idea to us, we're just human and we've got to carry this idea. And it just, you know, it's too much for us sometimes. And it's almost mm-hmm. like giving birth. You carry this baby for nine months, uh-huh. you grow the idea, you get exhausted, you have the baby, but labor is exhausting. Yeah. The baby's born and then you've got to get yourself together and do the next project, which is bringing that baby up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. I don't yeah, I, sense. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that would be a good idea because I think a lot of people – I, I can I can just sense that a lot of people have experienced that, or if they haven't experienced it yet, they will. Mm. Um, it doesn't so, happen with every project, but sometimes it right? takes surprise. Do you think it's? Do you, do you think the more that we put into it, and the bigger the quote unquote success, the the, the, the yeah. worse that can be. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think the more you put into it, 
because you put your your soul into it, don't you? Everything yeah. that you've got into that yeah. project. And you've yeah. given a bit of yourself uh, to the world, basically. Mm. Yeah. I think also some of the exhaustion comes from how people react as well, because you give a pri- private part of yourself to other people. Yeah. Expose thoughts and feelings that you might not want to talk about, but God has said, this mm. would be good. I'd like you to share. And ah. that's Oh. Another good point I hadn't thought about, but from that angle, yes. Well, we're gonna, friends, we're gonna do that. Yeah, I know you've got your ears perked up, guys, and uh, so just keep say, staying tuned because uh, uh, Helen and I will get together at some point, and we will unpack that a lot more for you. Maybe give you some more examples. And I'm just gonna say right now, guys, if you have any thoughts on that, we called it, or Helen has called it the post creative blues if you have any thoughts about that you've experienced it you want to know more please get in touch with us our email is info at notespiremusic.com we would love to hear from you and i know helen would like love to hear from you on her facebook or web uh, site as well so helen let's put that one on the side burner for a minute um can we talk about one more uh i'll say 10 things that distract me from being creative uh, how, you want to talk a little bit more about your painting your, as, as an artist, or you want yeah, to stick with the music? Let's change track a bit and we'll talk okay. about the painting. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, so I mentioned earlier about springtime and coming out of this winter season. Yeah. And uh, my church approached me and said, during Lent, we'd like to do an art exhibition. The theme is the journey, um, and do, you can do anything you like with that. So there were mm. quite a few of us, I think, probably about 15 artists okay more who um, were involved with this and we all produced our own works um, using different media but back in December a couple of friends of mine had words for me that this difficult season was coming to an end and I'd been looking for a topic that would fit with the journey and suddenly I went wow that, that's oh. I, I want to paint about that so the word was um, you're in a garden it's covered in ice and the snow and ice is beginning to melt. And underneath that snow and ice are beautiful flowers that are starting mm. to push their way to the surface. Oh, wow. Springtime is coming. So that's what I painted about. Wow. That's awesome. Anybody else if, out there? If you go on the this? website, you can actually see the painting. There's a picture. Oh, yeah, please do check that out, friends. Um, yeah. Anybody else getting goosebumps right now? <laughs> I am. <laughs> That's great. So tell us more about the, the other paintings and things that you, your art, how, how does that, uh, how does it tie together with the music? Sometimes I will paint um, the CD cover or the single cover okay. uh, for the actual release so that there's a painting tied into the song. Um Sometimes I will do a, a prophetic painting for someone. So I, I did a painting of a, a dove being released from light to darkness for a friend who similarly was coming out of a difficult time. Okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. I love to use rainbow colors because it expresses God's promise. Yeah. yeah. You'll see a lot of that in my work. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to click on new new painting. Thaw and oh. Oh, here's here's a great yeah. Oh, there it is, there it is. Love it, friends. You got to check this out. It's called Thaw by Helen Sanderson White, and that's uh, when you click on uh, new painting on from her homepage. 
Oh my goodness, Helen, this is this is great stuff. We could just go on and on about this. Um, <laughs> this is awesome. Um, let's talk about teaching. You are mm-hmm. also a music art teacher. What is? Uh, tell us about Singing that. Singing a piano. Okay. Um, so I've taught for about uh, oh, since nineteen ninety five. So is that twenty eight years? It's a long time. Wow. I teach uh, adults and children. Okay. Years ago, I used to teach in colleges in London. But once I had my children, it was easier just to teach from home. Gotcha. But I teach uh, from beginning right up to going to university and doing their degrees, all sorts of music, but mainly pop music. That's my main genre. Okay, that's great. I'll bet. Oh, my goodness. I can only imagine the uh, how in so many different ways you have touched so many different lives <laughs> over all of those years. Wow. To, uh Give us an example of, and I know, I know, I'm putting you on the spot here because I know it won't, it's hard, you won't be able to pick just one, but just give us one example of uh, a student that just kind of stands out to you or whatever. Not, not that they were that good, but the experience that, that you is mm. a memorable. Yeah. So probably going about about 15 years ago, I had an adult student come to me who had been told at school that they were a failure at music. That they weren't uh, musical, yeah, okay. and um, hadn't done particularly well in the exams, and then got, at the end of school, come out with nothing. Yet she absolutely loved music, and she came to me in her forties. Just said, I-, "I want to play for fun. I don't know if I can." And it took a while for her story to come out. Little drips and drabs here of information. Okay, and um, I just said to her one day, "You're very good at this. You have talent. You have a gifting." You need to believe in yourself. And she cried at the piano. Uh, you know, you think, oh, gosh, have I done something wrong? Okay. Uh, but this story came out. Uh, and then we spent a lot of time working on her confidence. And she began mm. to write music. And eventually, she got a little band together and started doing gigs. Wow. So grew and grew and grew. But what one teacher had said to her when she was about 14 had completely damaged her. And it took 30 years for her to come back. Oh dear! Point where she believed in herself, but she needed someone to stand alongside her and just say, "You can right. do it." Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's excellent, and I'm, I'm sure that's only just one example of one of uh, yeah, many <laughs> of many <laughs> uh, friends. Let me, uh, if I may, I would like to uh, just read a little bit for you from Helen's. Uh, website, and this is the the page. It's uh, titled "One to One Tuition," um, and this is under singing. Uh, singing students learn good posture and breathing techniques, as well as vocal projection. Um, I'm going to pop this. So let's see. Helen can help with vocal technique issues, audition and performance preparation, harmonies and backing vocals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then down, then we go down, we scroll down, and, and she says, always wanted to learn to play the piano. And I, here's the part that stands out to me. You're never too old to learn to play the piano. And may I, may I add, uh, Helen, any other instrument, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, st- students are encouraged to learn a variety of genres and styles of music and also have an opportunity to write their own melodies and piano pieces, learning skills, arpeggios, and a range of technical exercises. And it goes on and on. Uh, that um, Friends, please do check that out. And the reason I'm reading some of 
this uh, because, Helen, I want to encourage people out there that are listening to us that maybe just like that person that you just mentioned, that just, um, I mean, some one of the worst things that can happen to a young person is to have someone, uh, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a relative, a, a teacher, say, no, you can't. No, mm. I'm sorry, you can't. You're, or even worse, no, you're not any good at that. You you can't. Mm. Uh, that's just oh wow, it's just devastating. But um, but as friends, as Helen has has just said, it it uh, um, just because someone said it doesn't mean it is absolutely true. Mm. So. And human yeah. nature is that we concentrate on the one negative thing that's been said to us, oh, and yeah. we discard the ninety-nine positive things that have been said to us. Oh, that's good. That's good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So often, I get students who say, "I played a wrong note in that piece. I ruined it." I'm like, "But you played three hundred and fifty correct notes. <laughs> good. Just one wrong one. So let's <laughs> focus on the three hundred and fifty correct notes." And then they yeah. go, "Oh, I hadn't thought of it like that." Hmm. Hmm. Mm. That's it's all about perspective. That all about perspective. Yes, yes, I like that, Owen. Yeah, you, you guys, are you guys listening? I hope you are, because this is this is good stuff here. And if you're missing any of it, I want to encourage everybody to go back and play this again, because there's something you missed that you need to hear. That you you need to hear. Anyway, okay, Helen. <laughs> in a few minutes, we've got left. I know there's so much more we could cover, but and we've touched on this a little bit. But let's talk about. Um, just kind of focusing, if we could, on some advice for for uh, people that might be listening. Um, I know that you've you've faced some your own darkness, uh, and uh, you've you've been through things. Um, the enemy throws so many things at us. Um, but talk a little bit about things like discouragement and disappointment, and how that maybe has has those things and whatever else comes to mind has come up against you. And how you've dealt with them, how maybe you are you continue to deal with them, and you know, all with the idea of helping someone else that might be facing that same stuff. Yeah. So I've been through several seasons of pruning where I've gone from having the support around me to not having that support. Ah. And and in the music world, that's quite common, and that's yep. usually where people drop out because they haven't got any support. Mm. Um. And those are the times when really we need to be leaning on Jesus and saying, what do you want? Is this a, a season of working or is this a season of resting? Is this a season of creating or is this a season of performing? What are you asking me to do here, Lord? There are times when we need to rest and we need to accept that. I've met many musicians who have burnt out because they kept going on a little treadmill. I've got to keep producing, keep keep mm. putting new stuff out there. Right. But the rest times are important. But one of the things I learned in that time with Jesus when it's just me and him is that he's my cheerleader and I also need to be my own cheerleader. Because if it's me asking God, what do you want? How do you see these things? Then I'm going to get his perspective, not my own. It's that word perspective again. <laughs> That's a good word, perspective. Get God, Getting God's perspective instead of mm. somebody else's. Or, or or our own, which can mm. work But also, if you us. give up, so who who's going to hear your story? Who's going to be helped by you giving up? Unless mm. Jesus says it's time for something completely different. Right. If you give up, we might miss out on helping someone else. 
And Paul talks about us helping others with the comfort that we've learned to have through difficult times. And we need to pass that comfort on. Yes, that's good. And, you know, Helen, we talk a lot here at Notespire, and I, I almost always talk to people that I interview about the why. Why are we doing it in the first place? Um, why did God give you the gift? He certainly didn't give us the gift of music to to not use it. No. Um, but, he, but he also gave it to us in, to use it in his way and in his time. But I like what you said about if we don't keep going or if we you know, if we quit we give up somebody is going to miss out on a blessing right? and paul was saying got to keep running the race and have the perseverance yeah and that includes with our gifts like music and helping right. others right and um and can we touch just a little bit more about you said sometimes we quit because we don't have that support mm. yeah yeah yeah, I like that. And and sometimes boy, I and as you said, God is our God Jesus is our our biggest cheerleader, so to speak, our yeah. biggest encourager. But um what do we do uh, and and I I guess it's obvious, but where am I going with this? When you don't have that those people, that person, that people around supporting. That's a tough mm. that's a tough one, isn't it? Mm. I prayed for years for a support network. Um, and interestingly, some support networks have come and gone depending on the project. And then there's others who've been constants throughout my life. Um, but Jesus often uses those sparse seasons to, to draw us close to him. He says, I, I am the support this time, no one else, mm. because it's time for learning. Good point. We we can, I guess we could very easily rely too much on people, couldn't we? Mm. And yeah. we kind of forget who, yeah, forget put, yeah, put God, God on first, our, and then everyone else, right, and everyone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. And we see a lot of musicians who get lost in the music and the people, and the industry, or the art form, or something yep. that takes the. And I've I've been there, and it can me lead too. you to win. <laughs> me, me too. Me too. Yeah. So it's all about the music, and we forget about who it's supposed to be about. But it's all about the music. Yep. Any, anybody else out there? Their hand going up on that? Yeah, I see a few. <laughs> I think that's I everyone got their hand up. I think. So, I think so. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Alan, we could go on and on. There's so much to talk about. And this is, but this has been great. So we'll we'll wrap it up for now, so you can get to bed, and because <laughs> it's late for you. But um, friends, I want to remind you again, I'll mention the website, Helen, Helen Sanderson White, make that all one word, Helen Sanderson White dot com. That is her website. Um, and Helen, you take it from there. Where where else can people find you? So I'm on Spotify. Um, mm -hmm. I'm on Apple Music and iTunes, Amazon. Um, my music's on my website. You name it, it's out there. All it's out there. Uh, anything, any, uh, so we, of course, everybody's on Facebook. So um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I'm on them okay. all. Okay, you're on all, you're on all of them. So friends, please look her up. Helen Sanderson White. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff on there. And uh, Helen, can they sign up for a mailing list uh, anywhere? They can, yes, there is a mailing list on that website. There it is. Just, it usually just comes up with a pop-up window. Yep. Just click on contact and there it is. There it is. Okay, Helen. Well, thank you so much for being with us and uh, sharing what God has given you. And Thank you for uh, having me. 
Oh, you're very welcome. Very welcome. Uh, it's a, it is always a pleasure uh, talking to you. I think you're the second one from the UK I've talked to. And we had also talked to maybe two months ago to a fellow from Australia, from the land down under. So I, re- I enjoyed his accent as well. However, I think <laughs> they're not the same, are they? No, they're very different. Are they different? Not to not to my untrained ears, but no. But interestingly, the- both accents start in the UK. So the American accent obviously originated in the UK, and the Australian accent originated in the UK. In the UK, okay. yeah, that's where it all began. Yeah, yeah, cool. You, you like the way I said "popular" earlier, didn't you? I, I love that. Popular, <laughs> popular. <laughs> Paul, lay down before you hurt yourself, Paul. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just I love it so much. We try to we try to uh, try to imitate it, but uh, and I, I friends uh, I said earlier to Helen before we hit record that uh, uh, you know the British accent is just so popular as she <laughs> she said so well. Everybody tries to imitate it, and you know for, for somebody like me that just doesn't know, I don't know if it's the real thing or it's not, but I do know that friends. This this with this interview, we have been blessed uh, and treated to the real thing, <laughs> the genuine <laughs> British accent <laughs> Helen has shared with us tonight. All right, Helen. Well, thank you so much. We'll we'll wrap it up at this point. Just uh, praying God's blessing over you, and th- again, thank you very much for being with us, friends. Uh, you're hearing this. Um, you, if you're hearing this on our radio station WNSMDB Notes by Your Radio, the Artist Insight interview uh, show runs on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. But you may not be aware, uh, if especially if you're listening to the station, that this is now, uh, this these interviews are now also a podcast. So please uh, check it out online. Just search for the Artist Insight Podcast, Artist Insight Podcast, and you will find it. Uh, if you don't remember that, just search for the word Notespire, N-O-T-E-S-P-I-R-E, and all kinds of things will pop up in your browser, uh, including the Artist Insight interviews. So, with that said, Helen, I'm going to send you all the links and stuff so that you can share this if you'd like. And uh, thank you. with that, we th- thank you very much. Uh, God bless you. And uh, we will, uh, we're going to talk again and uh, explore some more. Brilliant. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, Helen, you take care. Bye-bye now and God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Notespire Radio Artist Insight. We hope you've enjoyed the program today. And join us next time when we again bring you a unique look into the lives, music, and ministries of Christian artists. Here on Notespire Radio Artist Insight.